Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Ofakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at ofakind.com. That's it. That's, That's our whole it. intro. That's, That's the show. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I've bought between work and real life. Real life. Mm, no, work and home life. Mm, mm-hmm. Like nine stools <laughs> I think in the last month 10 if you take it back to like a couple months I think just let's take it's a tighter number it's it's more impactful to say nine in the last month okay. I think more powerful well I do I <laughs> I just I want to give a shout out to stools the concept of a stool whoever yeah. came up with the idea of a stool of putting just a flat thing on legs you like that concept I just think I can't believe how freaking useful they are. Yeah, totally. It started with, and this was the the errant one from a couple of months yeah, ago. Yeah, sure. We'll get, okay, we'll let them slip in. Um, the closet in our new place is really high, and I can't always reach everything. Yeah. So I got a stool that would like double as a step stool. It's a it's by um, Good Thing, who's a designer yeah, that we've worked totally. with a lot on the site, and I really like it a lot. Um, it's, and it's metal, right? It's, it's like, metal, and it's and, or it's like and it's color. It, I think it has powder coating on it. Probably. It's a really pretty forest green color i sent it to somebody recently as a recommendation and i was like oh i totally don't remember spending two hundred dollars on this <laughs> or like i was surprised at how much money i had spent yeah. on it because i was just like oh it's a stool but you know you're in that haze of having just moved in yeah it's um, really beautiful though it's like an accent piece too it is it's a beautiful stool it's one um, of our designers it feels yeah i, I was I supporting think, i think it's great um but I now sit on it to put my shoes on because that's something else. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not to brag, but I have a walk-in closet now. And yeah. there's, there's that things, is to brag. Yeah, that is to brag. I have, a walk-in, yeah. I have a walk-in closet. And in my old place, it was just like, you know, it was very tiny. I would just sit on the bed. And now I'm like, oh, I need a place to sit and put my shoes in. So it's a step stool and a place to sit down. It's lovely. And then we've been trying to make our first floor into a place that's nice for parties. Yeah. And... Um, Jesse Paris Lamb, these interior designers who are friends of ours who have been helping us out, pointed out that stools are just like floating seating that can also double as a place to put your coffee cup. Um, so we bought the Hem Pal stool, yeah. which is 
is like $100 or something right around there. It comes flat packed. Hem has a lot of good stuff. It's like direct to consumer designy furniture at a pretty reasonable price point. So I was really excited about that thing. And then we just found on the Bed Bath website these amazing like Bentwood stools. We didn't even find we didn't them, find Claire. Them. We can't take um, credit for them. Lizzie and Catherine Fortunato have are doing a pop up in the East Village mm-hmm. for the next the next several months, mm-hmm. and they were outfitting that space, and they found them on the Bed Bath website. And we were like, man, we need these too. So they bought them for their space exactly for those purposes to be able to have these little seating areas, but slash to be able to have a place to put a vase or you know a stack of blankets or clutches or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, so they found them and then we bought them. And then I was over at our friend Ruthie's place and she was getting ready for a party and freaking out about not having enough seating. And I was like, oh, you should get these stools. And two hours later, she's like, I drove myself to Bed Bath & Beyond and I got these stools. They're $17.99. Everybody's got these stools now. I just really, they're they're really great and they stack. Yeah, I know. Totally. So they're like, they're just, I don't know. I just feel like you can never have enough stools in your place. And I feel like it took me until I was 33 years old to figure out that stools are the answer to so many problems. They're also an ottoman. I've got this screwed up knee, as you know, from the marathon and I'm supposed to like try to keep it unbent, which is very hard thing to do. But when I'm home, and I'm sitting on the couch. I just prop my leg up on a stool like it's an ottoman. You know what I also like on like the Scandinavian blog, like design blogs, mm-hmm. the stools is like a nightstand. Yeah. Um, which I think these Bentwood stools would be especially totally. good for. Just, you know, you put like a stack of books on it or you mm-hmm. have a stack of books on the floor next to it and then the lamp on the Ugh. night. It's just it's very, very chic and effortless. Yeah. Super effortless. Ideally, there would be a cord light hung over it, but just like without a shade or anything, just the bulb. But you know. It's interesting you should say that because to um, harken back to a previous episode where we talked about my paralysis, RE buying furniture, um, Chris is so annoyed with me that I haven't bought nightstands for us. And he's like, I'm so sick of putting my like everything on the floor next to our bed. Can we please get some so nightstands? But maybe I'll just bring some stools up put there. Put those stools there. Yeah, it's a great At idea. At least for now. It's a great idea. I'm going to do it. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, um, another great idea yeah. that I have recently. Yeah. Tell me. Um, so we've been, we have all of these amazing personal care products on the site. We've been looking for a long time for a sunscreen that we feel strongly enough about just to sell. Well, you and I both have sunscreen issues too. Totally. Like sen- sunscreen sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all real annoying. Um we like both like Super Goop, um, but mm-hmm. I yeah was like looking for something that I mean felt Super a little... Goop has the classic thing that I love Super Goop, but it does love, leave a little yeah. bit of a white tint on your face. Hundred um, percent. And we're reading more about that. You know, this is a problem in general, but it's specifically a problem if you don't have pale ass skin like Claire and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so discovered this company called Unsun that is amazing. Um, they make a mineral sunscreen that does not leave that whitish tint. Mm-hmm. Um, P.S. It's started by Frank Ocean's mother, which just it makes yeah. it like an amazing thing, even more amazing. Truly. Um, and when I got this product, I was like, I squeezed it out of my hand. It was darker than my skin color. It's like, there's no way this is going to work on me. Like, just no way. I'm so excited to try it. Well, and it's true because so she is, you know, she is black. And so she created it for, you know, Darker herself skin. basically yeah, and yeah. people who look like her because she had this issue. So it is amazing that it works on you. because and you don't choose a yeah. color. There's like one color. 
Um, and so I put it on and it's thick and I was like, this isn't going to rub in. This is going to be like, but it is so good. It sinks in. That like, is it the just... crazy thing about that product. Cause I also have the hand cream and you put it on and you're like, oh, this is not going to work. It's so thick and it so sinks thick. in immediately. And it's we, yeah, shocking. It, it's really great. It's really yeah. shocking to me. Um, so anyway, if you want to try it, use the code a few things to get 10% off. Um, it's a it's a best of ten things episode. It's a best of ten things episode, um, which related stools and that sunscreen have both been in ten things. So this is just so consistent. Actually, us. the stools thing, I I I came to terms with my stool um, my stool obsession. Yeah. Um, because your stool propensity, my my propensity for stools, because I was we were about to send out ten things and I was reading it and I was like. Oh, wait, Erica, I just realized I put stools in 10 things twice in three weeks. Is that okay? She let me do it. Yeah. It was really generous. I thought they of you. were different kinds of stools they, that served different purposes. I mean, purposes. they were both very simple wood stools. In fact, they might have even both been bent wood. Hard to say. Well, I thought it, I, I thought there was value in both. They're both great stools, and I'm happy to own both. Um, what else did you put in 10 things recently that you were excited about? Um, I put dumpling making dinner parties yeah. in 10 things. I We went to a dinner party to celebrate the launch of a new table linens line called Table Threads started by our pal Kate Berg. It's so cute. It's so cute. It was um, to bring up the Fortunatos once again in this inter- in this yeah. episode. It was at Lizzie Fortunato's um, apartment, which is lovely for entertaining, but it's not like the hugest. It's not like a sprawling home, you know, yeah. and and what we did as a dinner part as like the dinner party concept was that we all made dumplings together led by this woman debbie sue who has a company called feastive um like festive but it, feast that's you right. know you get it um and so she led us through the dumpling making process and i had actually done it before um you had well yeah because it, this was also it was the cutest bachelorette party thing ever my, oh, my yeah, girlfriends yeah. um so Debbie, when she brought it, brought the 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 sticker, the papers, sticker, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the like rice wrappers, paper, wrappers, the wrappers, wrappers, yeah, um, and the and she had the um, the meat the meat fill the filling. Yeah. These are the Gosh, words. We're really nailing it. Yeah, yeah. she had the filling um, pre mixed, and same thing. My bachelorette party, my friend Sierra showed up with the stickers, and she had already like chopped up all the veggies and 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 I think added some stuff to the meat at the last minute, but it was kind of like ready to go, so it's not messy because you're not really cooking. Yeah, you lay out like cups of water for people to dip their fingers in to close the wrapping, and then the wrappers and the meat mixture, and people and it's really hard to screw up. The dump, no, the dumpling yeah, really making. I mean, you can make them ugly and screw them up that way, but it's really just you're just putting meat inside the wrapper and um, pinching them together and using water as a sealant. I mean, ours were nothing on Debbie's, obviously. obviously. Debbie grew up in Hong Kong. This was her mom's dumpling recipe yeah. and her mom's like dipping sauce, which was so good. She needs to bottle the dipping yeah, sauce. No, it was so phenomenal. Good. Yeah, she'd been doing this since she was a little girl. She was very, you know, this is like, she also told us that her mom, when her mom would, would when her mom makes her dumplings, she makes like 30 of them for her at a time and just like puts them in front of her, which is a fantasy. Um, <laughs> but what I loved about it just conceptually was that, okay, right. So then also when everybody's done, you're putting them all on a tray and then Debbie or, you know, the hostess or whatever, just boiled some or steamed, I guess, steamed some she and steamed then pan fried yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then would just bring them out in batches. And it was just so low key. She didn't have to be doing a ton of cooking while we were there, a ton of running around. It was an activity for everybody to bond around and like stand around. Everybody, everybody felt like contributed. they contributed. Yeah. It was also the process of making dumplings was super meditative. It really was. And yeah. you could talk while you were doing it. And I just think 
Nobody I, had to be measuring things or chopping things or worrying about like fingers. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. It was, I just loved it. I loved the communal aspect of it. I loved the fact that like people, it meant sort of everybody was talking around one table rather than people going off into little corners and having side conversations. Um, I loved that you were learning a new skill. And then it, dumplings as the actual meal are fun because they're coming out in batches. You're not eating you know one massive meal at once it sort of draws out the dinner so it's this long nice thing it was just all around the loveliest thing and I felt like I want this to be um how all of my dinner parties are it, um, it made me think of fondue how that was like a dinner yeah, party yeah, 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 for yeah. that same reason of like there's an activity involved yeah totally yeah um this made me think of something that I'd put in touch things recently that really spoke to me um called the crappy dinner party I was obsessed with this I personally think it's one of the best things you've ever put in 10 things wow um, I really do. I think it was so good. It's from Kitchen. Um, without which, an E. Without an E. Mm-hmm. And the basic concept is that we all like psych ourselves out so much about entertaining. We all like, we're like, it has to be perfect. And all these articles and guides to throwing a dinner party are like, how to make the experience flawless. And you're like, what? Like, you're not you're not making the experience flawless without making it an entire weekend project, basically. Well, I was thinking about it this morning. We were just getting ready for the podcast. And I was like, it's actually the perfect parallel to that thing we were talking about in the moving episode of like, we have this intense pressure that we feel to make our homes look perfect because that's how the internet says it should yeah. look. And so then we just don't Pins- buy anything like at all. Pinterest and Instagram yeah. tell us that like, this is how it needs to look or and whatever. This is why my husband still has to put his books on the floor instead of a nightstand because yeah. I'm so paralyzed by the pressure that I don't buy the furniture. I also don't have dinner parties because I'm like, it has to be perfect. So there are rules of a crappy dinner party, and I will just recite them. Um, No housework is to be done prior to a guest's arrival. The menu must be simple and not involve a special grocery trip. Also, cannot involve like going to three different um, Mm -hmm. gourmet food stores to get like that cheese or like that other thing. You must wear whatever you happen to have on. No hostess gifts allowed. And then number five, you must act like you're surprised when your friend and her family just show up at your door, which is optional. But I like the idea of. I am honestly so inspired by this. I can't even tell you. Like maybe like haven't been inspired by anything like this since the marathon. I I I hear you. It's It's so good. It has really, I feel like, stuck with me in a really specific way of just making me like I feel like I had friends over, um, you know, just like a single friend over Mm -hmm on a Tuesday night or on a Friday night or whatever mm-hmm. and just made like some pasta, yeah. which I never would have like allowed myself to yeah. do before. Just make whatever I would normally make for dinner. Mm-hmm. Why? That's crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, or my friend Dan came over a few weeks ago and we made this fish dish that Thomas and I eat all the time. And he was like, this is like to-. his wife is um, his wife, Lauren, our friend is in London for a few months and he was like this is totally like what Lauren and I would be eating and I was like yeah I mean that's like yeah. actually really nice that like totally. this wasn't a whole thing he he asked what he could bring and I was like bring a salty snack he stopped by the Whole Foods Olive Bar like that just mm-hmm. felt like such a pleasant experience well it also just reminds me of my parents did this all the time growing up where yeah. they would just have you know they didn't call them crappy dinner parties my parents are great wonderful cooks so it was good food but it's they, not about you, the food yeah, not exactly. being good. It's yeah. just like not making a whole stink about well, it. Well, because when you have kids and like young kids, you're not going out to dinner, right? Yeah. And you're not bringing them to a restaurant that often or, you know, maybe you are. But either way, I feel like my parents, when they wanted to see their friends, they were like, okay, just come over, like be part of our normal yeah, yeah, family yeah, yeah. dinner. But I and also think that and they didn't fret about it. I get so tired of going out to dinner mm-hmm. or I get so tired of going out to dinner being the, the social thing yeah. that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's so expensive. It's such a pain in the ass, like making the reservation or waiting or figuring out the place or da 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 da. Like, I don't know. I just find it to be so rarely worth it. I'm um, just really inspired by this. I really think I need to make it like a tradition. Yeah, no, totally. It's so good. I, re- I really stress about cleaning and, and the, the cleaning and the making it cute. Yeah, totally. Making it, it cute. Making it cute. Got it. And, it, you know, sometimes that is fun. Sometimes yeah. I really like doing that. Well, and it is nice to throw yourself into something where you're like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do today. It's I'm going to, like, cr- do exactly. this thing. And there is a, a lot time of times, and a place for it. that's not actually how you want to be spending your time. You well, just actually want to see your friend. Exactly. And you're right that it's just there's it is a very different dynamic to see your friend at home than it is to see your friend at a restaurant. Yeah. And so why limit yourself? Um, also related to this topic, mm-hmm. um, this cookbook just came out called Dining In, mm-hmm. which is very much obviously a response to dining out. Yes. Um, it is by this woman, Allison Roman, who's amazing. I feel like it's the hot new cookbook right totally. now. Totally. It feels like the way that Small Victories from Julia Tertian mm-hmm. for me was like the, the cookbook that I really latched onto last yeah. fall or um, the Goop the, cook, yeah. yeah, the Gwyneth cookbook yeah. um, prior to that or the Otolenghi cookbook mm-hmm. prior to that. These are the things that feel like they're really like speaking to mm-hmm. this cultural moment or at least my, you know, <laughs> your my position in this your cultural individual moment. singular yeah. cultural moment. Exactly. And I also feel like I've gotten really picky about buying cookbooks. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to buy so many because um, I like just like liked having them. But then you realize if I'm not opening them all the time, what is the point of having these other than to demonstrate that I like like cooking? I honestly think that one of the things that the, the angriest I have ever seen my father with my mother is in his her refusal to throw away to get rid of cookbooks. We have like an entire bookshelf just full of cookbooks. And he's like, you don't use most. I of these. got rid of cookbooks yeah. a couple years ago and it was weirdly like freeing is probably overstating it <laughs> but it was nice to be like i don't actually you don't have to keep these things yeah. um i think it's that same idea of you know when you move from apartment to apartment and you carry the books you read in college yeah it's like you carry them to six different apartments for You're what never read just again. to demonstrate that you yeah. read this book like yeah. who cares Truly. you know you can have read this book without everyone ha- coming into your apartment having to know it <laughs> Well, plus nobody's coming into your apartment because you're too stressed to have a dinner party and like what? And your bookshelves are a wreck. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So this dining and cookbook is by this woman, Alison Roman. um, And she was at Bon Appetit for a long time. She did this like very big deal, very big deal pancake recipe for the New York Times that people are like obsessed with. What? I don't know. I don't eat pancakes really. Interesting. But her pancake recipe for the New York Times is apparently like a thing of legend. Wow. Um, so this cookbook feels like it caters to the idea of like what, you know, what I want to be eating, stuff that's like just not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole chapter in the cookbook on fork and knife salads, like things that are like hearty enough that you oh, have to yeah. cut up. That's great. Um, or fruit salads, things mm-hmm. but that are like not, you know, just honeydew and right. grapes, obviously. Right. Um, but one of the there are a couple there were like a couple of little hacks that I picked up from it that I was impressed with. Um, she has some of those small victories kinds of things that are that came out of that Julia Kirk yeah. Tertian book that we're both obsessed with. One of them for her is making a batch of like boiled baby or like red bliss potatoes mm. um, and then using them in various things That's throughout really the smart. week. So then like they hold up well too. Totally. So yeah. you boil them and then you throw them in the oven and, you know, mm-hmm. roast them from there or you but make a like salad. niswa yeah. salad. So there's this recipe, this black lentil salad with olive, uh, olive packed tuna, radishes and purple potatoes. Oil um, packed tuna. Uh, yep. Yep. Oil packed tuna. But the oil comes from olive. So you weren't wrong. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, which was like the easiest thing to yeah. throw together on a weeknight 
but only because the potatoes because the were potatoes were that is really smart cooked yeah you know yeah yeah um the other thing that I made recently from this book that I loved was this um swordfish or like the swordfish cooked like steak um with crispy capers which was just like do you like swordfish you know I kind of do and I didn't used to it's kind of dry this recipe wasn't very dry, um, and I think it's because it had more of a pan sauce than a lot of swordfish okay. does. Because it, it, it was pan cooked, it wasn't thrown in the it wasn't thrown in the oven, which you I think I makes a difference. Like that fishmonger at the Prospect Park Farmers Market, one hundred percent. And I don't know if you can call it a monger so much as a monger behind it. Monger's behind like a glass case. This is a fish. There's a plexiglass. There is. You're yeah. right. It's yeah. a fishmonger. Yeah. I don't even know if that. Anyway. <laughs> There's uh, mongering happening there's for mongering, sure. There's mongering yeah. for sure. They always have swordfish. And I'm always like, should I get this? No, I don't like swordfish, but maybe I'll I do. try it. I, I really do, I think, now. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I never order it if it's on a menu. What else? You want to hear about my exercise mat? Yeah, totally sounds so boring to me to talk about right now or for you people listening but I do really think it's the best exercise mat why here's why I hate yoga mats and exercise mats in large part because of the rolling up of them I agree with you I they always come unrolled and they're just so unwieldy and they're so ugly yeah I I agree with you they're always odd colors you Mine is teal, which yes. I do not like at all. They're teal or they're like a plummy purple or they're bright royal blue. Yep. And so I hate the colors. I hate rolling them up and then putting them in the closet only for them to like come unrolled and fall on top of something else. Do you have a strap for this? I mean, this is what helps them not come unrolled. I don't. Yeah. But then but, you have to put a strap on exactly, it, which is which terrible is too. Thing. Yeah. And no, then, I hear all of this. And then, or, and or because all that's so annoying, you leave it out and then it's in the middle of your apartment. And oh, it's just yeah, like, no. It's so annoying. Um, but I deal with it. I recently bought <laughs> <You're> like, barely. <laughs> sounds like barely. I'm not going to say it's my biggest problem in life. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but I, we're definitely going to get a re- an, an email about this talking about how out of touch we are. I recognize these are small problems. Yeah, um, no one thinks this yoga mat problem yeah. is a big problem. That said, I bought an exercise mat because it, you'll appreciate this actually. I had two major anxieties before moving out of our last apartment. One was that I wouldn't have a doorman to accept my packages. Again, small problems, privileged problems. Two, that I wouldn't have a gym in my building. So I combined those two anxieties. And before we even moved, while I was still living in my old apartment, I went on Amazon and bought a really fancy exercise mat, like the kind you have in a gym, and had it delivered to my apartment where I knew a doorman would accept it. And then I and totally then forgot it about a- it truck yeah Uh Uh and then totally forgot about it until recently and then I opened it and I was like this is a glorious exercise mat for a couple of reasons one it's super thick yeah um but not soft so like you can do exercise it's like what they have at like a gym like a like a gymnastics gym exactly yeah or even just a regular gym okay exercise mat at a regular gym it's black which I really appreciate the only decoration it has on it is the a patch of the everlast logo which, which is I, pretty chic i didn't realize until i was got this exercise mat how much i love the everlast logo i think it's the everlast and like the champion logo mm-hmm. are like the two you know besides yeah. like the nike swoosh the yeah. two like athletic logos that i can get into it's a great logo yeah and then the thing it's it just folds up it folds in half and then it has handles at the top so it just it is so easy to pack back up and just slide into a closet and it sits there so easily and you know it's the small thing sometimes I'm really into this this mat 
Um, this is only like tangentially related mm-hmm. to that, but I've been I had been thinking about because I have been into yoga and Pilates and stuff, and I was like, do I need to get one of those like fold up yoga mats because they were fold up ones? I didn't know that they're meant basically travel ones because I was like, should I be traveling with a yoga oh, mat because that feels like a you know good a good yeah. thing. Um, I was at a hotel in Washington D.C. recently, the Donovan Hotel, I think. Um, they had a yoga mat in the closet. Oh, that's lovely. Which I thought was so nice and the smallest amenity in the world, but just felt like, yeah. That really is like, so nice. Why not do this? Why, like, you're in this hotel room, and they think they also had fitness videos, like, as part of their entertainment, mm-hmm. you know, program on the television or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, yeah, this just feels so nice for people who maybe don't want to go down to the gym or don't have the time to go down to the gym yeah. or, you know, whatever. It is so thoughtful and so easy for them to do. So easy. This did remind me that there is one yoga mat that I have used that I was like, this is a remarkably good yoga mat. And it was a Nike one um, that Joe Holder had. And it is like, I sh- will look up the, the thing and link it, but it's like, n- it's rubbery. So it's sticky, but not, it's sticky. not poofy. Yeah. I don't. This is, yes. And I was like, whoa, I've never complimented a yoga mat before, but this is a good yoga mat. I um, I prefer that kind too. I yeah. do not like a cushy yoga yeah. mat where you have like it well, springs back. Well, because also it springs back and then those all, it's like the sweat gets on it. It's no, no good. Yeah. yeah. I like a rubbery one. Yeah, I hear you. Good. I that's hear good. you. Well. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, so much, Erica. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything <laughs> specific? <laughs> or is that it? Um, no, you know, I think that's it. I think, okay. you know, um, yeah. Okay. I think that's it. I don't know. You have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good for now, I think. You're good? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, hey. It just feels like we're alone in here. There's so much, you know. <laughs> we we, do we don't have we to be anywhere for another 40 minutes. We could talk about, um, I don't know. <laughs> we'll do this on our own time. Yeah, we'll okay. do this on our own time. All right. Um, you've been listening to a few things. Our theme song is by the Soulful Saints. Listen to us on Stitcher, HeadGum, iTunes, Overcast, anywhere you get your podcasts. I do have something else I'd like to talk about. Okay, yeah. Um, Halfway out of the intro, but <laughs> keep on going. Yeah. My wonderful mother-in-law yeah. came to visit recently, and she was like, I have to tell you, I love your podcast music so much that I bought the song and what? downloaded it. She loves it so much. And I was you like, you didn't tell me. This. I forgot. <laughs> this falls in, in a previous episode of this podcast. Claire gets very upset about the things that I haven't told her recently. All because, of which are not because relevant Because I was to marathon business. training as if we didn't still sit across <laughs> from each other well, for eight hours a day. mother-in-law visited at least a week ago. It's and true. this is relevant to my work life. It's, it's very, so she, yeah, she downloaded and she loves it. She's like, it's just so happy. I just get so excited about it. And then it reminded me, I was like, right, I love that song so much too. And I haven't heard it in like a year. Because Do you want to put it on your run mix? I should, but I, what I really want is for Alex to pipe it into yeah, well, the studio, Alex. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to work on it. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> People love our podcast music. Um, <laughs> and people love our podcast. And if you have anything you want to tell us about podcast music, Alex, what have you, email us ideas and suggestions at a few things at ofakind.com. And if you want to advertise on the show, hit us up at advertising at ofakind.com. That's, That's the show. The
So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.